Hi Nick, happy new year. Hi Martin, happy new year to you. Cheers. Have what date? One. What uh, what date can you keep saying that till? Do you know? Oh, I think this week I I kind of put myself a limit of this week. After oh, this yeah. week, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I was saying it to someone yesterday, and I thought, oh, is it too late to be saying that still? But I guess if it's the first time you're speaking to someone, then it's okay, isn't it? Yeah, and people are still coming back to work and stuff, aren't they? So true. Some people take extra bits of days off and things, but yes. So here we are, 2017. Uh, scary, huh? It is. Did you have a good Christmas and New, uh, New Year break? Yeah, it was good, thank you. Yeah, we um, there was no baby arrival, so uh, that was the main concern, really. There was yeah. a chance that um, Sophie was going to be induced uh, because we were having a few, the odd complication with extra fluid in with the baby and stuff, and we were an hour and a quarter away from the hospital. We had a scan on the 23rd, and there was a chance they were going to keep her in an inducer that day. Oh, God. Um, but actually, the fluid levels have gone back to normal, so... Um, oh, that's good. Just going the natural route, which again adds the complexity of trying to get to Barnstable on time. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll be we'll, fun. Uh, yeah. We will literally cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> bridges that you have to go over to get to the hospital. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that will be a hairy hour or so journey, won't it? Well, yeah, it's literally any day. Well, the due date is the the eighteenth, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, literally could be any day now. Cool. Well, exciting times. And you know the funny thing is Sunday is Maggie's birthday, so it's only a year ago that we were going through this all. I thought I before. thought it rang a bell, yeah. I thought it felt familiar around Christmas time, this sort of thing. So we could have uh, two children with the same birthday in theory if it decides to come on Sunday. Wow, <laughs> huh. it's funny. Fun times, fun times. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so what are you going to do? I mean, are your mum and brother living there now, so you can they can look after the other kids while you're head off up there that's right yeah so they moved just uh, I think it was the last time we did the podcast they had literally yeah. moved in the day before um, yeah. so they're all settled in now they've got a few boxes left to unpack and stuff but yeah it's been great having my mum and brother here to help just have the kids every now and again and yeah. give Sophie and I a bit of a break um, which has been really really nice and then obviously when when it is baby labour time then uh, we'll rushedly drop the kids off at my mum's and uh, try and make it to hospital <laughs> cool <laughs> excellent yeah. yes so what about your house move? Yeah, so it all went through as well, surprisingly. Brilliant. Um, so we completed on the 23rd of December, as was the plan. And um, we're not, we haven't got keys. Well, the house isn't even finished yet. I mean, uh, the bricks and roof are all done and the windows and doors are all done and everything, but the, the insides haven't been done yet. Right. Um, I'm saying about people not being back to work and stuff, this is the odd thing. Like, Bovis obviously are in a rest to build houses and so on or want to get them built as quickly as possible but the bloody the workers aren't back until the 9th of January what? <laughs> I know <laughs> but, uh, but it, it isn't a surprise we knew all this up front anyway so yeah. we don't we're not uh, getting the keys until the 18th of January um, and then we're getting the professional snagging company to go around the house and sort all that out hopefully before we move in so I don't expect us to move in until kind of mid-February right um, especially with a baby on the way as well you want to make it as easy as possible on yourselves don't you? Yeah, there is that, yeah, and because we're in a rented house at the moment, we can kind of move over the period of a week or a weekend or whatever, whatever we decide to do. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Exciting times, that's really good. Cool. Yeah, but yeah, the exciting thing was, or the stressful thing was getting the completion done, so yeah. I was happy and uh, relieved to get that done, it was good. Yeah, I can imagine, yeah, yeah, cool. So that's a, sounds like a fantastic way to start off 2017. Baby and moving house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go for I, it, no holding you back. Thankfully, the move is only... 10 minutes up the road so uh, <laughs> it's not quite the same as the move from Reading to Bude but no yeah all good good, good. what well, have you been I, up to? yeah I mean I've had a um, well since the last podcast I was just working it out sitting down I've only actually worked two weeks before Christmas and three days after Christmas <laughs> yeah. so, but um, 
Yeah, because we went to Lapland for a week. Well, it was um, five days, four nights sort of thing. Um, we thought, well, Lois is Lois is eight now, and so we didn't uh, we didn't have a really good sort of uh, summer holiday. We didn't have a good summer break really. We just went to Barcelona for sort of four days, which, which was great, but it wasn't um, you know it wasn't a, a good two weeks break or anything like that. So we thought we'd blow out a bit and uh, and go to Lapland with Lois. So nice. It was really good. We really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was. It's, it's a, it was a package holiday, you know, so everything was organised for us. We didn't have to worry about sorting out anything. You can do it yourself, you know, booking the different things you want to do and stuff. But we thought we'd just go with a package company, which was good and bad. I mean, Lois loved every minute of it. But, you know, when you go on these package tours, they're trying to push the excursions on you. And there's everything's got that little sort of commercial edge to it, which takes the edge off it a little bit. Um, but the stuff that we did was great. I got to sort of drive a, a husky sled. Wow, which was pretty cool. It's a bit hairy at times, but it was pretty cool. Um, and obviously, you get to meet the big man himself. Hmm. Uh, and they have they have these elves there. So these these guys, uh, these Finnish people, um, are, are the elves that you have, and you kind of like get assigned an elf to your hmm. group, sort of thing. And they're really, really good. I was so impressed with how sort of committed to their role they were. <laughs> they were just uh, just fantastic. So yes, that was good. We had a, a really good break in uh, in Lapland. And then, of course, Christmas—you know, usual sort of family stuff: eating too much, drinking too much—and uh, and that was it, really. Yeah, it's all good. Are you doing dry January or anything like that? No, don't be silly. I know the darts season's still on, so I can't do dry January. <laughs> you can be the designated driver. No, no, no. I'm not sure I'd be able to play if I didn't have a drink inside. Me. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that sounds bad, Martin. That, it does just... sound bad. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. But no, I, I, um, I'm, I'm cutting down. I think I'm not going to. Because Christmas is a bit sort of indulgent, I think it'll be a quieter January, but not dry January. Are you doing dry January? I am, yeah. Partly because of obviously having to get drive Sophie to hospital and of stuff course, in theory. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, I thought uh, might as well. My mum wanted to do it as well, so I'm kind of doing it as a moral backup for her. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, How are you finding it probably, so far? Well, yeah, we're like six days in of not drinking now. I've done five full days, whatever it is, and that's like the first five full days I've done of not drinking for God knows how long. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm feeling a lot better. I've got to say, yeah. waking up each morning, not feeling groggy, and yeah. Well, I felt. I mean, after having <laughs> so over Christmas, I didn't work at all. Well, I did a few sort of um, so, so a, few, a few bits of tidy up of code and stuff, which wasn't. It was more enjoyable than it was sort of work, you know. Um, so I didn't mind that too much. Didn't really count that as work. But other than that, I just slept in a lot and all that sort of stuff. So when I got back to work this week, I felt great. Uh, soon wearing off, unfortunately. But <laughs> You've been slacking then. Yeah, I was slacking for. <clears throat> yeah, I was. In, I was in between Christmas and New Year. I went to work. Did you? Mainly to get away from my children. But, uh, <laughs> no, it was nice actually because there was no one in the co-working space, so I was just there by myself. Yeah. And I went in from like nine till lunchtime, and then went home and yeah, just hung out with the kids in the afternoon and stuff. But oh, cool. I kind of felt like I needed that little break from yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It's a bit full on, isn't it, over Christmas? But no, I I didn't work at all. I just thought, do you know what? I I really just need some some sort of time off and chill out, and it it was worth it because I, I felt a lot better starting this year. Ah, good. good. Mm. So what's uh, what are your plans for the new year then? Well, I'm still working on my sort of goals. Really, I I did a lot of thinking about it over the Christmas break, and I've got sort of some ideas about what I want to do based on the experience of the last year. <laughs> we should do a goals episode as well, by the way. Mm. cover last year's and this year's but um, yeah so I've not finalised them yet really but I've been thinking about them a lot um, I've basically got this freelance contract on the go until March which is three days a week 
so that's restricting the amount of work I can get done so the majority of stuff I'm doing on Kids Club HQ is going to be support work um, and there are bits and bobs of features that need to be implemented and improved that um, I think I talked about this before Christmas there were quite a few features that I promised customers that had come on board that would be ready and they they were late basically and they weren't ready so I'd been working on those and I've still got some of that to finish off and tidy up um, so I can't imagine really I'll get too much time for working on, on growth but I've got a couple of ideas of what I want to do f to try and make the most of the time that I have got so maybe next t episode we can talk about that um, but yeah I mean my, I, I, I wanted to get to 10 customers before the end of the year and I got to 9 so that was good going yeah I was pleased with that and, and the only reason it wasn't 10 was because the other one um, they had an offset inspection stuff and so they, they postponed their, their their onboarding basically so I've got them set up in the system but they're not um, they're not sort of using it with parents yet so they're still checking it out making sure that it's got everything that they they need set up are you um, sure you didn't hit your goal because you took two weeks off before Christmas well that might be it yeah that could <laughs> that could have contributed <laughs> no that it would have been um, it would have been they would have been there but like I said they it was coming up to Christmas, they had this inspection and they just said let's leave it till January so um, they'll be coming back on next week um, and I've got two in the process of onboarding um, yeah that includes that one so yeah that's two in the process of onboarding and I've got about three in the pipeline of that I'm talking to um, mm. so that's it's not bad but I could do with more in the pipeline so we'll we'll see how, how I can do with that um, so I <laughs> Uh, there's this new website out there called Sanity Check, which <laughs> I ran my website through. <laughs> you might have heard of it, and it, um, it it was shocking to see some of the feedback that I got for it. Not that I use the website for very much, but I spent like a, an hour or so yesterday doing this simple low-hanging fruit. Yeah. And then 30 minutes after I'd finished that, I got a contact via the website. So I've got Drift on the website, and I got a I had a chat from somebody on there. Um, yeah. They were interested in the product, so I've got a I've got a call next week. Um, with them to discuss that further because they had to run off but it's quite funny how you just it was a coincidental um, it's not coincidental you sped, you sped your website up. people <laughs> weren't people weren't even getting to that contact form or that chat thing before because your website was loading well, so slow <laughs> maybe 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 so do you want to tell us what sanity check is then <clears throat> yeah so I did uh, I spoke about it briefly I just started working on it I yeah. think at the last podcast yeah um, so yeah it's the tool around making better use of the data in Google Webmaster Tools or Google Search Console, they they seem to be calling it mainly now, um, and other various Google, you know, scores or tools that are available of automating those. Um, <clears throat> and so that's what I've been working on over Christmas and New Year as well. And it's in quite a good position now at the moment. I've got about, I think there's 20 sites who've signed up to it, and probably about seven or eight active users. Um, who are kind of giving me feedback and ideas and stuff like that. So there's there's a few different parts to it. The, the first part is, um, I guess I'll start with the simplest part, which is a bit you you were referring to. Um, so there's Google uh, uh, PageSpeed, it's called, that you can put in your URL and it gives you uh, two scores, one for how your how quick your site loads on desktop and one on mobile. And so this is a... I was saying to a friend yesterday, <clears throat> you know, Google are quite secretive in terms of, uh, what ranking signals they use to rank websites and uh, and so on, but one one ranking signal they have said is page speed. And for Google to actually give you a like a traffic light system of green, amber, and red as to how you're doing with that ranking signal, that's like one of the only ranking signals that you can actually get any feedback on from Google. Mm. So 
if you're getting a yellow or a red score in Google PageSpeed, you know, you're literally leaving rankings on the table, is what I'm kind of saying to people. Right. Um, and most of the things are quite easy fixes as well, so like optimizing images and when you load certain things on the page and stuff. Um, and so one of the things is automating, first of all, you know, auto, uh, yeah, automating page speed score for people. So every day you get an email from from the tool saying what your page speed score is. So that I think that's quite important because not everybody looks after their own website, so other people could be loading assets onto a page and stuff or adding blog posts and so on. Um, and so by automating that every day, it just lets you keep on on top of what the page speed score is. Um, there's various other things as well. I'm doing this is part of my problem at the moment in terms of I'm doing a terrible job in terms of the marketing of it, <laughs> and I haven't really done I haven't really worked out the elevator pitch for the product yet itself. Um, and so the other thing is is finding out content opportunities where you can either improve your content existing content on the site or have new content opportunities to write about. Um, third thing is is setting up tests SEO tests so being able instead of just making a change on your website and being blind as to whether that makes any difference to your rankings and so on you can actually create a test within the tool and it will track the last six weeks against six weeks in the future to see whether that change has made any difference um, and then part of what I was working on over um, Christmas is the keyword checking tool so checking the rankings of various keywords that you want to target mm. see how your site is doing for those um, and that's uh, that's about it really yeah, no, it's really cool. I really like it. Re- really badly, haven't I? I need to work on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need to work on that. But it, I, th- I, I, I really liked it. I mean, it's. Um, I haven't, I haven't. So the Kids Club HQ website, I haven't really done anything with in terms of optimizing. It's basically just that one page, so it's just you know effectively a not very good landing page. But um, it's exactly what you need, really, because it, it it gave me a instant heads up rather than having to wade through Google Analytics and and everything um, mm. and the email that came in was was great because it I don't have to go in anywhere else to to sort of find out what's going on and the email told me instantly I could see what it was I needed to change you know what I needed to improve um, so yeah I thought that was that was fantastic one you of the things see? though is so I went in my the, the biggest thing that got me was the page speed because it was so bad and so I went in and made some changes so I did the thing like optimizing images um, merging together the sort of CSS, JavaScript, and stuff. But when you run it through the page, through the um, page analytics thing, yeah, the page speed insights tool from Google, mm. it still gives me a bunch of stuff. So I'm just just going to ask you the question in case you know. But there's a bunch of stuff which um, is loaded ex- from external websites. Yeah. Which obviously it can't compile. Now there's not a lot I can do about that. No, and even um, Google Analytics is one of the ones that it will complain about because yeah. I think there's no um, no expiry date or whatever it is on. When the, I can't remember what the exact one is, but yeah, you're just stuck with that. And that's one of the problems with using external scripts and external tools mm. is um, is that you're relying on them, you know, setting the cache control and the cache headers and so on. Um, but obviously, with JavaScript, because they might be updating their tool and updating their JavaScript, they don't necessarily want that to be cached anyway, which is why they don't, you know, set the expiry date on yeah. on it and so on. So or allow it to be cached. And so so I've got three requests, so three CSS requests for. Um, fonts.googleapis. Yeah. I don't know why there are three separate ones, but there you go. And um and so those are being flagged up as you know big red mark. <coughs> oh, you should fix these. I'm like, well, all right then, there you go. Don't don't use web fonts. Yeah. So uh, we switched literally to get the the page speed score up for Vatcodes Pro. Um we were using a similar Google web font and um we've just I saw a blog post fell in there. I've, I've still got it in my bookmarks or my tabs, so I'll put it in the li- uh, links to the show. Um 
and it suggested three fonts that are uh, local on pretty much you know Windows, Mac, um, iOS, and Android. And I switched to those fonts, and they look the same as what we were choosing from Google uh, Web Fonts anyway. Right. And so it literally reduces the request by three. Um, and yeah, that'll make a big difference to the score. Yeah. And the other thing I did, and this is uh, the the main rule it says about eliminate render block in JavaScript and CSS. Yeah, that's the, the one, fold yeah. content. Yeah. So this is against all <laughs> web development best practices. But I looked at our CSS file, Minified, and this is about because um, loading CSS is basically blocking the rendering of the page because yeah. it won't render the page until the CSS file is loaded. Um, and so the suggestion is to inline the CSS for the content that appears above the fold. But unless you want to pick through your CSS file and pick out all the, you know, the classes and, and elements that you need for above the fold content, which you can do, but it'll take take a amount of time. Um, I looked at our CSS file, Minified, and it wasn't particularly big, and so I just inlined the CSS, and it, it I got page speed now scores of like 98 and stuff like that, whereas mm. I was stuck at 90. Um, yeah. And so you have this is why it's, you know people have will argue it's not best practice because the CSS doesn't get cached and so on like that. Um, so you need to weigh that up. And obviously, if your CSS file is massive, then obviously inlining it isn't going to be isn't going to do much good. Mm. Um, but yeah, compared to like the weight of images that people are trying to load and all that kind of stuff on their page, just inlining a block of CSS, um, I found I get much better uh, speed scores. And since making the ch speed score changes at uh, the end of uh, December, sorry, we've had a really good in change in rankings as well. Mm, that's cool. Which is again why I kind of am saying to people, you know, Google are giving you this traffic light system of red, amber and green and if, if you're in red or amber you kind of like <laughs> let's do something about it. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, I mean it's funny because I I'm um some of the things as well, like, you know, reduce server response time. So I've got a WordPress site on a you know, shared hosting sort of thing. So there's not much you can yep. do about that really. Well but there is go get a decent hosting plan. Yes, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's stuff you can do about it all, especially because the big news that Google said, I think it was, I think it was at the end of last year, is that moving to a mobile-first index. Mm. And so basically, at the moment, they've got separate indexes for desktop and mobile. But going forward, they're going to only use the mobile-first index. So they're going to serve rankings and results based on what they store or what they crawl using their mobile crawler. Mm. By first instance, anyway, as long as your your site serves up that mobile-type content. And so this is where page speed comes is even more important, I think, because... Um, you know, if people are browsing your site on a 3G signal or even like an edge signal or whatever, <clears throat> you know, getting your your images correctly optimized and CSS minified and stuff so it loads quicker on those devices with the, the less of a signal is even more important than as a ranking signal to Google. So, mm. again, this is why I think the page score, page speed score is so important. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. there's <clears throat> I, like I've, I, like I said, I've I've done the low hanging fruit now, but there's a lot of other stuff on there which could be done, but it's just time and effort. Yeah, so you've doubled your score, though, haven't you, since yesterday? Yeah, yeah. There you go. It's a good start. Yeah, absolutely. And do you know what was a, what was good as well uh, from plugging your site into Sanity Check was that you didn't really think that you were getting much traffic, did you, or even impressions in Google? No, no. Whereas by showing you that you were getting impressions and you know the odd click here and there. We're able to see, you know, that spending a bit of time on your page speed score and even some more content and focusing on other keywords as well yeah. will uh, will pay dividends for you. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, it's it's on my list of things to think about. To be honest, I need to I need to expand the website out so that there's more information on that. I've had a couple of people 
asking about you know where's the information about the features and all the rest of it um, so I, sh I should probably start to do that now so that people can find out more without actually giving me a call because obviously some people are reticent about doing that mm -hmm. the other thing the other question I had for you sorry here we go this is the SEO <laughs> episode <laughs> no no it's cool um, <clears throat> this HTTPS thing because I remember like a year two years ago whatever that they were saying everything should be HTTPS mm -hmm. but then I heard actually don't worry about that too much do you know what the latest is on that I would um I mean well I would I would switch to HTTPS now if I was you yeah um because in the latest versions of Chrome, you know where the green padlock appears. Yeah. There's actually an exclamation mark now appears if your site isn't HTTPS. Ha, brilliant. So just from a point of view of you know relaying confidence to potential customers and so on, it's, you might as well go HTTPS. Yeah. Um, and yesterday I because with sanity check because it's still kind of in the process of figuring out product market fit or whatever, um, I wanted to get the site HTTPS because basically I'm accepting logins and usernames and passwords so I have to have a HTTPS anyway mm. um, but have you heard of Let's Encrypt? Which yes is, I uh, use it actually yeah so um, that's been originally like a Unix and Linux tool isn't it but they've actually got some um, there's some Windows tooling for it now as well so it took me like five minutes to set up the DSSL certificate for it yesterday mm. and didn't cost any money yeah uh, no I, I, I think we've talked about this like about a year ago or something briefly when it was first coming out but mm. yeah I, I stuck it I've got a couple of Websites which don't really get used anymore, but I I needed the HTTPS on them because it was um, like logins, like you say, registrations and logins. So yeah. I switched to that then, <coughs> and uh, yeah, it's good, really good. It's perfect as well right now because again, you know, while I'm still figuring out if this is a product that's going to make any money, I don't necessarily want to shell out two hundred, four hundred pounds, whatever for a yeah. you know a proper SSL from GoDaddy or whatever. So these um, the temporary ones, they do the job and are perfect. So. Yeah, I mean, it's excellent, yeah, because uh, exa I had exactly the same thing. These websites, I didn't want to take them down because people are using them, but I don't want to spend money on a certificate every year or two years, whatever, so yeah, exactly why I did it. Yeah, it's good. So I've got a couple of quandaries around sanity check at the moment, which uh, which I'll tell you about, and you can yeah. give some advice on maybe. So the first thing is is the type of audience that I'm targeting with. Um, and there's two audiences that have found it useful. First of all, people who are doing a kind of SEO consultants. Mm -hmm. And so... A couple of the uh, people are using it who are SEO consultants, and they've got like fifteen or twenty sites to look after. Yeah. And so, by getting these daily emails with telling them when Google Search Console is updated and with their latest scores and rankings and so on, it helps speed their job up. You know, of keeping track of all those twenty sites. But then there's also like, as part of the startup community, people like yourself who are starting, running startups and so on, um, who find it useful too, as just using it against their single site. Yeah. And so I'm struggling or pondering at the moment about who to target at most, whether to target it at, um, or whether I can do both at the same time, I don't know, uh, again perhaps I'm trying to bite off too much at once, I think trying to focus against... So the, the, the thing that, sorry to interrupt, but the thing that um, that struck me yesterday was once I'd got the feedback on what it is I needed to do I went out and did it and I think, for me for that web, for my website, it doesn't change that much um, and so, once I've done the things that are recommended, then that's it. They're done. You know, mm -hmm. um, I guess knowing about PageRank and things like that are really useful to to just get a heads up, so you can get an alert if you know if if it's dropped massively or whatever, or or, or gone up massively. You want to know about that. Um, but it's less of a sort of monthly subscription thing, I'd think. I don't know. Um, I'd be less inclined to do a monthly subscription. Whereas, I've also got. 
the um, a, a website that I manage as well for somebody. So it's not exactly what you'd call a you know a web agency or whatever, but it's it's that sort of thing. Um, so I do the support for them and, and and changes and stuff that they need, and that would be brilliant for that because that's exactly what I want to know about. It's something if I had several several different sites that I was managing, then you're obviously not going to be on top of them all at once and and people will be changing stuff that you, that you're not involved with you know because the the client will be making their own changes so from an agency point of view i would say it'd be more valuable mm-hmm. just just th- you know the way that i think about it off the top of my head now i think it would be but also like i said the, the initial initial hit of this is what you can improve then startups would obviously want that and, and want to know that but i'm yeah. not sure i'm not sure things would change that much over time so i don't think um I don't, from your point of view, you're not necessarily tracking keywords, are you? But no. I know there are a number of startups that do, and Robin at um, Corello is is tracking keywords. Mm. And so, one of, because we're interfacing with Google Search Console, one of the things we can do is keyword tracking. Right. And I think Robin's paying like twenty dollars a month for a basic keyword tracking SaaS tool. Um, and we're like a Vouchercodes Pro. We're paying eighty dollars a month. So immediately, anyway, I can I can remove that cost for Vouchercodes Pro, and you know I've got a price point of being able to pitch it at people. Saying you know we can do we can replace your keyword tracking tool and we can do all this extra work as well mm. or extra stuff for you, um, and I think I do have a price point in terms of being able that will be attractive to both yourself and to SEO consultants. So um, what I wanted to do was get as many customers up to kind of pay in between eighty and a hundred dollars each, um, and I know you wouldn't pay that, mm. but people who are running you know who are SEO consultants looking after twenty sites, you know that's that's probably not too much, and so. I had the the price of ten dollars a site in mind. So for yourself, that's doing running one site, you know, ten dollars isn't too big a hit, is it? Yeah, no. But for an SEO consultant who's looking after ten sites, you know, that gets me up to that hundred dollars a month kind of price point. Yeah. Um, so I think the pricing, I've got the pricing worked out. It's just whether it's worth targeting both groups of people at the same time, or whether to try and just do one or the other. Um, it's difficult, isn't it? Because I mean, you'd get more bang for your buck. By targeting agencies, yeah, and so that might be the way to go to start with. Yeah, I just need to work out, or maybe just do. Yeah, because it kind of yeah, it's difficult because it focuses like the marketing on the site and stuff. Doesn't yeah, it? The text I, you use and so on. You and, need to choose one, don't you, to start off with? Start off with yeah. because otherwise you'll be trying to do two lots of marketing. I mean, at the moment, one of the big things I need to work on is the onboarding as well, because as with yourself and um, someone who started using it yesterday it's a bit of a Skype conversation at the moment explaining it all just kind of what the different pages are and bits and pieces of it do and so I do need to work on the onboarding so it's all kind of self-service um, yeah that's probably my next target for the next week to be honest because at the moment as well I'm kind of reaching out to people like I did to you yesterday and said yeah. you know are you set up on Google search console do you want to try this for free um, and then it's like the onboarding doing that as part of that ongoing process but I want to kind of reach out to people get them to register themselves and then kind of get it set up with what keywords they want to track and so on but mm. hey ho maybe actually thinking about it from a different um point of view your sort of audience effectively and your your sort of contacts are mainly going to be the startup types bootstrappers aren't they rather than agencies uh yeah but i'm i'm, I'm members of uh, a couple of seo facebook groups where right. there are people that are seo consultants and that's all they do and they're, so they're a group of two or three people who are trying it out at the moment um, so yeah, but then again, on Twitter or yeah, most all the people who listen to this podcast are mostly, like you say, bootstrappers or startup people. Mm. So, and they're probably well, 
I like talking to both audiences, to be honest, at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you need to pick, don't you? You need to pick one and go for it, and then see what happens. Mm. Anyway, I need to get. I need to see if people are going to pay for us. Anyway, so like yeah. yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, that's enough for me. Waffles on enough. Cool. Well, I don't think I've got anything else really. Um, I saw. Um, I got an email from Justin Jackson yesterday or today about his new thing. Have you seen that? I saw the tiny marketing. Yeah, tiny marketing wins, wins which I yeah. quite like the idea of because um, I think the idea of it is that each, each week there'll be a target of something small that you can do in terms of marketing. Yeah. Um, which if you achieve it and you do that week on week, then by the end of the year you end up with some something really good, you know, and you, you've improved your mm. marketing dramatically. Which I like the idea of that because it fits into my um, outlook for the next few months at least because of got the freelance project as well I'm, it's going to have to be tiny marketing wins, wins that I go for so yeah I've, si- I've <laughs> well, signed up for the, um, the the waiting list and we'll see what it comes out I need to reach out to him funnily enough because the first he did put up a tiny marketing win I don't know if you saw the first one I haven't which known. was um, set up your site with Google search console ah, <laughs> so there you go. I need to reach out to him and say hey I've got this tool that you could perhaps use as a, a future a step in the future do it yeah and, uh, now you've got search console set up set yourself up with sanity check and uh Make better use of that data. But yeah, there you yeah. go. And then if that if that happens, then that would be your market there. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Cool. So, have you got any any stuff or anything? Um, there was a thing on Hacker News yesterday about uh, someone asking about what successful one person companies are on Hacker News or people who read Hacker News, and so that was a good thread to read. Um, so, if you want some more uh, entrepreneur to waste your time, <laughs> have a read through that. Cool. I'll put the link in the show notes again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, I've, yeah, I've been reading various stuff over the holidays, but I've kind of been forgetting to save it, to be honest. So. Yeah, I've been, um, yeah, I've read a few bits and bobs, but I, I, I've tried to be a bit more organised this year, so I've started doing the Pomodoro again, mm. and you know, uh, Kanban flow. So we talked about it. You, you brought it up actually in an episode last year, I think, um, using Kanban flow, which is just that you can plan your Pomodoros and stuff, and then um, and use them. That simple, simple programmer. Oh yes, He's, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll link. I'll put a link to the show that we talked about it in. So I've been doing that this week, and so far, touch wood, it's been going quite well. Um, so it's working for me at the moment. I never, I tried it last time when we spoke about it, and and just couldn't make it work. But I'm mm. sort of managing to make it work at the moment. So hopefully, we'll be able to continue with that. <laughs> awesome, great. So onwards and upwards. Shall we um, do a goals episode next week or next? next time I think we should we need to review last year's and then go over although that'll be a bit dismal and then well do you know originally I was going to say let's not bother doing that but um, obviously a lot of other podcasts do do a review of their goals and stuff and out of the ones I've listened everyone misses their goals by absolutely miles as well so we won't yeah. be the only ones I felt no, a lot no. better after listening to everybody else's uh, I miss my all my goals episodes so. it's, quite, it's quite good to have a bit of self-flagellation <laughs> as well to try and make you be a bit more realistic about that yeah but you <laughs> know the worrying thing is I can't even remember what my goals were which is why I need to go back and listen to last year's episode. I've got a couple of, of them in my mind, but I, yeah, I'm the same. The majority of them I can't. And that's why I've been thinking a bit more about them this year to try and come up with something which is actually realistic rather than... Yeah, that, you just know, need I, a big poster or something stuck up so I see them every day when I wake up. Yeah, that's not a bad idea actually, yeah. <laughs> I've got a mini whiteboard here I'm just looking at. I think I might use that. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I kind of used to use a whiteboard at home, but I've never got it set up again since moving down there. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so should we do that next episode? Goals? Yes. Let's cool. do it. Sounds good. Excellent. Okay. Well, good, good speak luck to you again, with, Martin. Yeah, and you. Good luck with um, all the stuff you've got going on. 
Yep, thank you. Our speeches in a couple of weeks. Yeah, all right. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye. -bye.